What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles back at you again with another installment, a long overdue installment of Lyles Movie Files. Joining me as always, it's little brother Jace. Bro Shot, how you doing? We back! 2023! We're back! We need to leave, y'all! I'll share the details of why we've been away later, but there's so, so much to get into. Um, I asked you guys last week before we decided not to do it, to come up with your top five list of 2023 films. Did you complete the assignment? Yeah, I totally got it. Right here. Uh-huh. I mean, it really is right here. I just oh, okay. Out, you know. Dang, man. I, I literally, I heard literally the first piece of paper I had. And yes, so people oversee, you know, that's the real noise because it really is a thing. Yeah. Okay. Got my top five. Okay. Not Chris Rock top five, but top five. Right. Okay. Uh, any, any lead up? Well, I mean, if you want, since it's just the two of us, if you have more, if you have a full 10, you can go the whole route. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I'm going to go the, I think, I think if everybody was here, I think this would be the unanimous top number one pick. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. Okay, I mean, that solid was the, choice. This is the that was. Uh, I don't know if you're going to say counteract, counterman me, but that, I think that's the best movie to hear. Um, next I got because I, I you know is I think I talked about this when we did this podcast early in uh, last year. They're one of the most faithful video game adaption. Actually, deserved more credit than it did, and I really like it. I have it on my shelf. Is Uncharted like? It literally was exactly what I could want from an Uncharted movie. It did a great job. Uh, next one, did you want to have any just things like they were released in 2020 or two or just anything on a big screen? Oh, Netflix counts too. Okay, cool. Because I got, I got, I got definitely Netflix. Uh, next one be uh, Knives Out, Glass Onion. I laughed at that movie, and once again. Ryan Johnson does a great job, and he's now working with Star Wars. Man, that dude makes some good movies. Uh, the next one is the end of the DCU, uh, Black Adam. Uh, no matter what, that's that's the end of it. it it's all gone from here. Uh, whatever James Gunn and all those guys say, it, it it's over. Once <laughs> once you, once you once you say, yeah, that cameo, yeah, and I didn't mean anything. Yeah, are, are you gonna make? No, the rest of those movies are. Just, just they're just trash. They're just recycled trash. We hadn't got rid of yet. Like, yeah. So they're, they're all gone. So, but I, I really did enjoy Black Adam. I thought it was. I mean, was it the best movie? No, but I mean, there was a very limited amount of movies that were out that actually did the job that I wanted them to do last year. And bringing back Henry Cavill was a very big job that DC I thought needed to do. And the thing that you know, Rock was saying, you know, this is all me. I did it. I'm the man. And James Gunn and them said, "No, you're not the man. This is our this is our place. We're, we're keeping you are all not the man. We are closing the door, and Jason Momoa is going to be uh, what's his name, Mojo Lobo, Lobo from here. So yeah. Next one I got is Doctor Strange Two. That movie actually did like that didn't have to do anything. It it really was exactly what I wanted. It was a creepy Doctor Strange focused movie. They had that allow Wanda to be a like I was really worried. I when I first talked about the movie it was 
she was just going to be a sidekick character, very uh, often win character. And that was not the case. She was the she was back. I mean, if, if you haven't seen it here, it's that's on you. Yeah, but her being actual, what I think a lot of us used to remember from the comic books, Wanda, like Scarlet Witch, like can do everything. That was yeah, that was that was the Wanda. We're like, yeah, that that was Wanda. Good job, guys. Um, the next one's probably gonna be kind of a little controversial. Um. Uh, I actually liked uh, what was it, uh, Fantastic Beasts: Secret of Dumbledore. That movie was very much all of the stuff they should have put into, um, gosh, what was the name? Uh, Deathly Hollows Part Two. I mean, it was yeah. basically all the stuff they cribbed out of Deathly Hollows Two was supposed to be. I mean, in Deathly Hollows One and Two, basically they made that into a whole separate movie. It was, I mean, they added some little layers to it, but that really was what that movie was. And that's, I, I found, I mean, that's why I found it enjoyable. It's up in my collection because it's like, yeah, this this is why I would really like to see in Harry Potter. Uh, definitely Hollows, but to have it in another form is still pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. Um, like, no, let me see. I don't, I don't know if I have my 10. Oh yeah, I definitely forgot to mention. Um, the actual one of the last the the actual final phase uh for marvel studio film wakanda forever um i know i, I it's weird i see something that kind of some folks like oh man i wasn't you know they did the black folks so wrong in that movie i'm just like it's a superhero movie sometimes y'all don't y'all take stuff a little too seriously um and Y'all just don't want to enjoy a movie. I, I mean, it's like, we, it's like, would we all like to see a slightly different movie? Yes. I mean, we are on, I think me and Jeff are on record saying we would like to see a slightly different movie, but the movie they actually provided was very good. Going, if I think anybody goes in there without pre preconceived notions, they would enjoy the heck out of that movie. So I think that if I'm at 10, that's, that's my list. If not, I got a couple extras. <laughs> I was waiting for you to put in the Batman. It was kind of throwing me off. I was waiting. I'm sorry. No, Bat Battle of the Super the Super Sons is 100 percent in this list. I mean, I'm sorry if I if I if I still had room in there, it should have actually been higher. But I was jumping around. And I didn't have my list one through ten. But Battle of the Super Sun was great. Like it. I don't know how much we complain about DC Comics on this podcast, but taking. Um, getting rid of DC of uh, Super Sons was literally one of the best, um, biggest mistakes they made in the last five years in uh, DC Comics. And the fact that Warner Brothers Animation, once again, was like, why are you guys screwing this up? Like, you got a gold mine right here. I mean, we can make movies on movies with these guys. And the actual playful banter between Damien and Jonathan was just like, this is why he didn't also need to, you know, a super age ray. Jonathan for no reason at all. Like, I mean, that was a big giant mistake, but that movie, great. It's another one of those. It's right on the top. It's literally on, on my other shelf of movies. I watched them. I mean, it's a great movie. So that should that should be about 10 for me. Okay. So let me see. I check one more on my list here. Cause I'm I have a bunch naturally, because I saw 
a pretty decent amount. I only saw 76 movies this year reviewed. Um, yeah, well, that was, you know, due to circumstances beyond my control. But I'm going to avoid, let me see, in most cases. All right, so I have eight right now. So I'm going to include two films that you had, or one film that you had, Top Gun Maverick, I think is my number one too. Really enjoyed that because that was a film, much like Avatar, The Way of Water, where I was like, I don't need this movie. I don't I don't need a, a sequel to Top Gun. And while I still have not watched Avatar 2, I've seen Top Gun Maverick multiple times because it was so good and it did what a, a long delayed sequel needed to do. And get you invested in the characters again, show you what's happened over the years, fill in some of the gaps between all this time since it was a young Maverick to an old, I'm teaching these young bucks how to do things, Maverick. Got a little cameo with Ice, which was just tugging away at the heartstrings. And it was it was great. I mean, it was just no issue with anything they did in that movie. And I was so impressed with how they put it together and really had me excited for it at the end of it. So got that. And then... Um, I would put uh, what's his face, Glass Onion, on my list as well. This is taking me over, so I'll figure out what's going to go to honorable mention. But I'm starting to like Daniel Craig more in this role than anything he did as James Bond, and I just feel like he has so much more personality in this. Where I felt like he was just trying to be stoic, gruff, emotionless guy, James Bond, and I feel like that bond isn't really as exciting to me or as entertaining as some of the other ones, but he is really getting all into this role as a, gosh, the detective Blanc. I was going to say like that movie. I mean, I think even like David Bautista, like when they were doing the publicity for the movie, he's like, he's a much cooler guy. It's like, it's like, I think the pressure of being James Bond annoyed the heck out of him when he was like doing Spectre. And then, but he's like, class onion, this is a whole different cat. He's he's fun to be around. Like, and I think that comes out in the performance too. He's like, oh yeah, let's let's do this. Y'all, y'all want to do yeah. five of these Netflix? I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm definitely down for more of these because he's really fun in the role. And I think he's just, I don't know, he just seems like he's just cutting loose and like, I don't care. I'm just having fun. And I that gotta fun. Be in shape. I got I all I can do is make some jokes and look real smart. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. So I really like that. So then I put Nope on my list because I just like Nope. I thought it was fun. Jordan Peele is really creative to me. And I just, that whole opening act to the whole, here's what really went down on the show is really like creepy and unnerving. And then the whole deal, I know some people didn't like it as much as some, uh, some of his other films, but I really liked it. And I'm down for any movie he wants to put out. Okay. And so those are more the the big marquee ones and of course black panther wakanda forever i definitely think of all the phase four films by far it has the best most comprehensive story one of the best endings i've seen in a movie in a very long time it just worked out so perfectly tied in all the real life grief of losing chadwick boseman into the film and just really worked and i thought it was Really good. Can't wait to see what happens next. Letitia Wright said they're working on a part three right now. So who knows what direction they're going to take, but I'm very encouraged and excited to see what they do next. Hmm. 
So, um, now I'm going to hit you with some films that you might not have seen from my <laughs> list. <laughs> you might not have. Because I, I wanted to go a little bit different with some of these. Yeah. So I'm sure you saw The Adam Project on Netflix. Ryan Reynolds, uh, Mark Ruffalo, oh, yeah. that was Zoe good. Saldana. That was a fun time traveling movie. Yeah. And Jennifer Garner, of course. I thought that was really fun. And it came out kind of early in the year. So it kind of, people stop remembering the things that happened before July. But I really liked it. I thought it was a good use of Ryan Reynolds with his particular style of humor that really works well when it works and mark ruffalo is a good stabilizing force jennifer garner's always great zoe saldana comes through at the end it's just like a lot of great action good fight scenes and i dug it mm -hmm. a whole lot probably a lot more than i did free guy which was fine but you know not as exciting as the adam project oh okay hmm. i like free guy that was fun well I like i just like the adam project more okay i mean okay. yeah and I felt like we didn't get a lot of good romantic comedies this year. So the streaming platforms were the way to go for them, specifically if you wanted some rom-coms before Christmas. So <laughs> one, my first one was Wedding Season. And it was really, really good, about 90 minutes. And it's it's not the typical cast. So that was great too. Um, we've got Asha and... She is desperately trying to avoid getting labeled as an old maid because her sister, her younger sister is getting married and her parents are putting all this pressure on her to get married. Meanwhile, this guy, she gets set up on a date, Robbie, is also getting pressure to get married. And his parents are like, we just want you to be happy. And <laughs> so they decide to go on a date. And then hey, this is a busy wed wedding season. Let's just be each other's dates so we don't have to keep getting pushed with these, hey, we want to introduce you to so-and-so. No, we're dating. And of course, predictably, they start falling for each other. But it was really funny. I liked it. I thought the two leads had great chemistry mm -hmm. and it wasn't as predictable as these films tend to always get into. And it was just a good time. And I thought they, the chemistry with the leads, the script actually getting to know some more about other cultures was really good and it's on Netflix. So you can always check it out. So definitely like wedding season. Yeah. Highly recommend that one. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. I told you to see that one, right? No, I, I watched it. I was, it was like, when you mentioned that one, I was like, Oh yeah. Like I, and it was like, which wedding season? Cause I, I, I did watch a couple of, and around, I'm like, Oh yeah. The guy from num numbers, like, yeah, he, he and the girl in that had great chemistry. She's almost like, if you, if, I know like how, uh, what is it? Hallmark has their kind of people, Hallmark. Like, hey, uh, if you want to see, figure out where Lacey Corbett is, just check on Hallmark. She's <laughs> filming in Vancouver. <laughs> she's she's hard at work. Yeah, so it's it's almost like, you guys want good people with some good chemistry. Like, you guys might want to recycle, throw them in whatever random plots you guys got and let those guys go. They were really good. Um, yeah. And I liked how that last act in that movie, was not as predictable. I mean, oh, you, no. you you had your rom com thing. I mean, let's let's be honest. But it what it was like. Okay, that's not as. Oh come on, like this. Right. Oh, it's the random boyfriend. Oh, it's it's like. Oh okay, all right. It's a little different. Okay, let's go yeah. with it. So that was good. And the other rom com that I wanted to make sure to bring some more attention to because this was back in February. So I know a lot of people have forgotten this one. I want you back with Jenny Slate, Charlie Day. They both get broken up with their significant others. Jenny Slate's 
gets broken up with Scott Eastwood and Charlie Day's broke broke yeah gets broken up with Gina Rodriguez and they decide okay we're going to break them up with their new relationships and it's really funny because they just the way they come together really makes sense they're just sad and depressed and then they start telling each other about how they got dumped for somebody else and then they're like all right well let's break them up so they can remember how great they had it with us (laughs) and the whole premise is funny charlie day is the guy who really works well as the lone guy in a rom-com he's one of those acquired taste comedians as a sidekick but on his own he was really good as the lead and jenny slate is really good i just like her i think she's got the right amount of quirkiness and funny she just every role i've seen her in she she just works and this one they have really surprising chemistry because i was like oh okay but they really really came together to the point where it's like oh stop wasting each other's time just get together you two what are you doing get your two kids together exactly so that was fun it's on amazon you can check it out now but that's not one you have to worry about disappearing anytime soon we're going to be sending, saying goodbye on the 15th to this one. So I want you back. Check it out. It's good. Another one that I think needs more praise and adoration was Chippendale's Rescue Rangers movie. <laughs> I love that movie so much. And it was just so like they did the Roger Rabbit thing where the humans and cartoon characters are interacting and they had so many fun cameos and they just poked fun at old CGI technology and it just really, really worked. Like there was nothing that I disliked about this movie. It was funny, had some nice surprises, lots of spoofing, poking fun at the genre. I just, it was really good, really enjoyable, really liked it. Yeah, the, the CGI surgery was so. <laughs> it's oh, gosh. Your mission. <laughs> yes. But I like how we're doing, like, hey, top 10 or more. Um, So, another one, another early one. This is weird because normally in the beginning of the year, the movies are terrible. But last year had some really good, really strong movies, like in the first half of the year. So, it was kind of weird how it switched up. This one's called C for Me. And it was kind of sort of like Don't Breathe but a little bit different. So in C for me, this visually impaired girl is, you know, she was a Olympic hopeful and her sight starts to go away. So she's really kind of annoyed. So she uses this app called C for me where they can call in somebody who's like at a call center or, you know, working from home and they navigate them through different places in a building. So this home that she's house-sitting, there's a home invasion. And Jessica Parker Kennedy from The Flash has to help guide her through these guys trying to steal everything in the house and do all this stuff while she can't see. So it's really good. It was really fun. And they did some really unexpected twists in this one that I did not see coming because I was like okay I see where this is going it was like totally totally different from that and it's only 92 minutes so it's perfect it didn't feel like it was wasting its momentum starting to run out it was just the right amount of time and it was really good so C for me is another one where can you see that one at uh that one I think is maybe on Netflix now okay yeah and then one you can see on Hulu is Prey 
And the Predator franchise has been one where, you know, it's like, all right, well, what can you do fresh? What can you do new about it? So they decided, let's go all the way back. Let's let's go put a Predator into the early American frontier, 1791. So we've got this Comanche nation warriors just doing their thing. And then a Predator coming in here with all his super advanced technology just spamming the heck out of these guys. And this one girl who is who wants to be a hunter like her brother going at it with this with the predator. And I know so often we go, oh man, they're just going ridiculous. How is this woman, this small, frail woman, being able to take care of this big, massive dude? Flash so actually accounts for that, where it's not a thing where she's super powerful and hey, I've got the movie female energy here she just it's it's really well laid out well thought out the fight scenes make sense how everything comes together also makes sense and i just like they nailed the predator thing of this guy has so much more technology against these people who are so far on the warfare scale of him but then they start making it a fight and it just so good really enjoyed that one it's on hulu definitely worth checking out if you have not already seen it and then i think i'm probably at my honorable mention stage oh i'm sorry one last one (laughs) everywhere everything everywhere all at once michelle yao really gets to show off and i know kate blanchett is going to win the best actress for tar because the second it was revealed it was like oh boy this is an oscar win for her just because they love kate blanchett and this is it but she did win the Golden Globes. I was about to say the Golden Globes yeah. is a little different, yeah. Right? You know, they they got to they they've got to shake things up a little bit just to be like, hey, look, really, we're progressive, hey, honest. Please, please honest. watch our shows the yeah. rest of the award season. Like, we may surprise you. Nope. So, yeah, but she was great in the movie. It's so way out there. It's one of those deals where I understand if people think it was a little too wild for him, but if you're willing to go along with it, it's absolutely great and just so fantastic and i cannot really describe it or do it justice just watch the movie it's a lot of fun and just really really was exciting i think that one is probably the closest to top gun maverick for me in terms of like oh this was a really great movie in 2022 okay and final non-honorable mention battle of the super sons an excellent cartoon movie from the dc animated universe it's like the only thing that i can reliably count on for good dc products these days but that was great i love that movie so so much and just showed why john as a young kid worked so much better than him as a teenager and brian michael bendis has no idea what the heck he's doing all right so then my last two honorable mentions gatlip gatlip is a really interesting movie because it's about these about a game night with these four friends and these four friends have these just they don't seem like they would be friends like if you just looked at the picture of them but they have such great chemistry in this movie and the premise of the film is so wild and so out there that it's just like i love this movie so much i was like wow this is cool so basically the game is kind of possessed and the friends have to figure out a way to stay alive survive the night and tell all their secrets and all this stuff before they get killed really fun and 
I think it's on demand now and digital all that good stuff, but check it out. It's, it's worth checking out. Final honorable mention is Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Uh, this one, I felt when I saw it, I was like, oh gosh, it's going to be like Spring Breakers, but it's so much better than Spring Breakers. <laughs> it's this group of friends who come to a house for a big house party and then something happens. One of them ends up dead and then the rest of the crew gets paranoid and it's like, whoa, who's the killer? Who's trying to kill us all? There's some strangers. There's some motivations everybody has that they could probably be the killer. And it just is so much fun. And hopefully you haven't had the ending spoiled because it's so insidiously great and so much fun. And the performances are great in that one as well. Uh, definitely a fun one to watch if you have not already heard about how it plays out. But it's really yeah. fun. Which and, one's like, what? Do you know which streaming service that's on? I don't know, man. It's hard to keep track of all this. I was going to say, I like, because I think I saw the like, title, but I'm like, oh gosh. I mean, you know, like you see some of the stuff from scrolling through on Netflix, you're like, I know where this is going. Like, nah, you don't with that one. You really don't. It's, it's okay. Fun. That's it's cool. Fun. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So, last thing here is that was our top 15, 20, whatever the heck we decided <laughs> on. Yeah. So, The Last of Us is coming to HBO Max. And apparently the reaction has been great. It's got a near perfect score on Rotten Tomatoes. The Last of Us is based off a PlayStation series. And it's one of the best PlayStation games of this generation. And it's so good. And it's one of those where if they don't change up everything and from the trailers, it didn't look like they were changing much of anything. It should be good. And I cannot wait to start watching this. Very excited about this. Have you played The Last of Us? And are you excited about the show? Uh, it is in my uh, it is in my PlayStation 4 queue. Okay. I have not played it, but I'm actually, I mean, because it's funny, now that they have a, a TV show, I'm definitely not playing it for a while because I want to see it kind of play out. And it's like, oh, not have to nitpick everything. Like, oh, you guys didn't do this faithfully. Like, I mean, I don't think you'll have that problem because I think the way the game is based, it feels kind of like a Red Dead Redemption where so much happens. You're not going to remember all those little specific details, but it might be cool to see it in live action and like, oh, wow, they're doing this part. I don't think it'll be a, oh, man, this is so bad because you guys couldn't do it like this in the game. I think they're, they're two different beasts on it. And I think if it's how the trailer looks, I think they'll they'll work well together. I think HBO decided they're not going to be they're not going the Resident Evil route on these video games movie because it's like Resident Evil should have been able to produce print money, real money, not cult following money. And yeah. thing, so if they can, if they can do just do that justice, they'll be fine. Let's, I, I'm I'm down for it. Okay, right, so it's on my list of things I want to see when it comes out. Like, uh, what is it next on Sunday? Like, yep. yeah, I definitely. It's yeah. All right. The Ant-Man Quantum Mania trailer dropped. Thoughts? Uh wow. Mojo? <laughs> like, like I did not Modoc, expect Modoc, Modoc. Modoc. I did not expect to see Modoc. I'm like, okay, we're doing Modoc in this thing. Like Tang. Tang looks Tang looks phenomenal. I mean, like they they did not I mean they didn't half step on his outfit. He looks like a serious guy. Um, and you, it's like very much you're, you're almost like, I mean, especially for me, I feel like y'all wasted my time, quote unquote, 
watching all of phase four except two movies. This is what I wanted you to get to. And if you say, oh, we'll see, like, see that ring, the 10 rings is actually from Kang. Oh, if you see the cosmic bracelet from Captain Marvel, it's really from Kang. I didn't, you could have put that as a, an aside, like, oh, I think this is probably Kang. All of that stuff may be building the Kang, but they didn't connect it at all. It, it's almost like a fun antidote, like, oh, that was from Kang. If you didn't understand where those 10 rings came, that's from Kang. Oh, all of this, all the stuff I just said, you're just, it may be from Kang. So it's like, yeah, this is going to be really cool. And how the heck do you have Modoc in here running around? I don't know, but I'm, I'm here for it. So bring, I mean, you can, yeah, you can fast forward to February. I'm good. Let's get it done. Yeah. That, that looks like it's going to be really good. All right. Well, it's that magical time of the week. Who is your nominee for Dummy of the Week? Yeah, it, 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 it pains me to say this, but my Dummy of the Week is Rin Stefani. What she do? I think she was probably just being a little kind of colorful and loose with her language. Uh, but she's, you know, she's basically saying, like, I'm Japanese. And, like, kind of the interviewer is like, uh, you're not Japanese. Like, just, like, it's just, like, kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, and she reinforces, like, I'm really trying to help you. Don't say that. Because, you know, and her publicist is kind of like, oh, well, and it's just like, I, I can't unsay it because she says it very clearly but it's just like you can appreciate a culture and that's cool but don't say you are a race because that's what gets into problems so it's like hey i love the japanese culture it's awesome i mean and that's been clearly evident since the time she's been solo hey exactly and, and no one would say yeah, yes we understand and we we understand where you grew, drew your inspiration from got it but to say you are is like Maybe not. Yeah. So I'm, I'm. I hate to do it, but Gwen, at, but that's uh, kind of slip of the tongue that you are my dummy of the week. My dummy of the week has to be one Vincent Kennedy McMahon because he is going scorched earth on WWE. Basically, kicked Stephanie out. She made her resign as CEO. She's like over it. Like, nope. So he's forced his way back into the board of directors because he's trying to sell. And the rumor now is he's going to sell to some uh, Saudi company, which is not going to be good for business because a lot of wrestlers are not very happy with his involvement with the Saudi government in the first place. And yeah, that would probably make sense why that uh, crown jewel was, he's probably been talking to him for a while and I don't think that's going to fly. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to work out too well in the long run. He's probably going to make $5 billion off this sale. But I think we're going to see a lot of people leaving WWE and heading over to AEW so they cannot be used properly there either. But it's not a good look and just really bad because WWE had been improving under Triple H's leadership and people were excited about it again. And now that excitement is starting to... Whoosh, as soon as soon as I sent you the announcement, I'm just like, say goodbye to the good times because they're gone. <laughs> so, They've been gone. We're we're in the okay. This is pretty decent, but you know, bloodline and Roman Reigns doing anything. But oh yeah, that's enjoyable. It's, it's been great. All right, well, bro, shot. Thank you as always for rolling with me. Thank you all out there for watching and listening. If you haven't seen any of our top forty movies for 2022, check them out. Let us know what you thought about them. And we'll be back here.
bigger, better, and ever next week. Thank you for watching. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.